please raise your hand and come up to the stage so you guys can get some support. And don't be scared. Do not be scared. Do not be scared. Come on up. I was just checking the chat, so. Okay. I see you, Michelle. I see you. All righty. Patricia, well, I feel like I ain't see you in a minute. Maybe that's just me. No, you haven't. <laughs> oh, okay. So I can throw you underneath the bus then. Where you been? It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to throw you in the bus here, but thank you for coming back. I'm not going to yell at you now, but I'm glad. Okay. You're thank okay. you. <laughs> um, but uh, real quick, before we start now, I didn't get a chance to really ask you guys when I formulated that tool. Do you guys find that that's an issue when looking at theories? Um, not having any case examples of what it looks like. Would it help to have some type of guide of application of it? Yes, I agree. Yes. Examples are very helpful. Okay. I just wanted to see if that was a thing because I'm seeing um, people in my, e I wish that somebody's alarm. I'm sorry you guys are hearing a car alarm in the background. <laughs> um, thank God it stopped, but I'm finding that disconnect more prevalent with chapter three. So I figured I would go ahead and spend um, many hours uh, putting together examples of it. So for people, um, so anyway, thank you for guys giving me that feedback. So you guys ready for your questions? Hmm? Y'all quiet. I ain't going to do nothing until y'all say something. Let's go, Shara. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, Shayla, I know you ready to go. All right, so let's go with the first one of the night. A social worker is working with a client in psychotherapy and has been, uh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Wait, that's the wrong one. Lord. Oh, here we go. A social worker is assigned to work with an involuntary client. You guys see that one with the involuntary client or no? Yes. Can you guys see it at the top? I just want to make sure because I can't see the chat anymore. Um, for some reason, it's not letting me see it. Okay, wait, wait, I can see it now. All right, a social worker is working with a client who has expressed feelings stuck and hopeless in their current situation. Go up to the top of the page, you guys, not to the uh, second question, to the top. The social worker decides to use solution-focused therapy in their treatment plan. What would the social worker do first? So because it was a little disjointed when I said it first, I'm going to read it again. A social worker is working with a client who has expressed feeling stuck and hopeless in their current situation. The social worker decides to use solution-focused therapy in their treatment plan. What would the social worker do first? A ask the client to describe their current problem in detail b assess the client's motivation for change c work with the client to identify their future goals d explore the client's past experiences related to the problem okay so i'm going to look at the chat here to <laughs> try to catch both so let's start with a ask the client to describe their 
current problem in detail. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? What are we doing with it? We keep it. Okay. I'm gonna say throw it out. Alrighty. So I'm care. I'm carrying a. We're gonna keep it around because it's a mixture here. So let's just kind of keep it. B. Assess the client's motivation for change. Do we keep it or throw it out, people? What are we doing with it? Keep it. Keep it. All right. C. Work with the client to identify their future goals. Throw it out. Throw it out. Oh, I'm so glad y'all picked that. Okay. So, <laughs> D, explore the client's past experiences related to the problem. Keep it. Throw it out. Throw it out. All right. So, we're here in mix. So, we got A, B, and D. Now, there's a clue here. We would have to think about Tip is yelling, throw, throw D out. <laughs> Solution-focused therapy, we would need to know what that is. This is an application question. Remember, it's the first. So when we have an application question, not only are we having to look at what the presenting problem is, but they're throwing a evidence-based concept here. Didn't we just talk about Chapter 3? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I said that ASWB most likely will give you a theoretical concept, you're going to need to know not only the definition, you're going to need to know what it looks like. So you would need to know what solution-focused therapy is to know the answer to this question. So with that being said, I'm going to take Tip's suggestion to throw D out. And I'm going to stick you guys with A and B. So we have ask the client to describe their current problem in detail. And then we have B, assess the client's motivation for change. Um, B. Does anyone else want to respond? Thank you so much, Maurice. B. I think it's A. Why A? I think it's A because we need to assess their current situation and what is it in detail that's currently happening right now? And B describes more of the motivational change. Love your answer. Let's kind of break this one down really quick though. Solution focused therapy is a goal oriented approach that focuses on the client's desire outcome and strengths rather than on their problems and deficits, right? So the first step for the social group would be to assess the client's motivation for change. So Tiff, you were right, Tiff saying motivation for change, that is correct. It would help the social worker determine if the client is ready to engage in the process and begin working toward their goals. Now, do you guys understand why I said that you need to know what it looks like it's just not about the definition of the theoretical concept they're using, but you got to be able to see it. Any questions about that one? This was a good one. Did it help when I kind of left you guys with A and B, but it also said, hey, focus on solution-focused therapy. What is that? We need to know what that is. That was the application piece. Y'all guys getting quiet on me now. Yes, indeed. That was so it was, it was B, Shara? The answer is B? 
The answer was B. B as in Bravo. Okay. With that being said, but I just want to make sure before we move on, again, I'll reiterate like a broken record, application questions are meant to test your knowledge of evidence-based practices, right? So with that, in this question, just to reiterate, the first thing I saw was solution-focused therapy. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, that is what they're testing. Even though we have the presenting problem, the client feeling stuck and hopeless in their current situation, but the fact that it mentions solution-focused therapy, okay, we, I know that's intervention with clients, hence I need to make sure I know what that looks like, not just the definitional term, excuse me, there's a motorcycle going by, <laughs> but also what it meant for this question. So does that kind of just clarify and making sure you guys understand again, that connection between not only making sure you understand the, the concept definitional term, but you are able to apply it. I want to drive that home. If your study material just shows the definition, you're in trouble. If you try to memorize it, you're in trouble. You got to know what it looks like, which is why I was telling you guys before I spent <laughs> so much time. I felt like I was studying again when I made that guide on trying to make sure there were case examples of what these theories look like. This is why. Okay, sorry. A call came through. I had to kind of deny it. With that being said, any questions about that? Make sure you know what this stuff looks like, not just definition. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. A social worker is assigned to work with an involuntary client who has been court ordered to receive mental health treatment. The client has expressed strong opposition to therapy and has refused to participate in any treatment sessions. The social worker is faced with an ethical dilemma of balancing the client's autonomy and their duty to provide effective treatment. What should the social worker do first? A, discuss the ethical dilemma with a supervisor or a colleague for guidance. B, file a report with the court indicating that the client is non-compliant with treatment. C, continue to work with the client without acknowledging their resistance to treatment. D, explore alternative options for treatment and discuss them with the client. Okay, so let's start with A. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? Throw it out. Anyone else not agreed to throw it out? I only hear one person. Um, why it was discussed? What again? Yeah, throw it out. It's a court ordered client. Okay. Miss Sosa, you know you're cheating because you're one of my people. <laughs> I think I got on her in a session about this type of question. So anyone else besides I heard one person say throw A out. Throw it out. A. Okay, we'll throw it out. B, do we keep it or are we throwing it out? I would say keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Okay. 
C, continue to work with the client without acknowledging their resistance to treatment. Do we keep it? Throw it out. Throw it out. Okay. D, explore alternative options for treatment, discuss them with the client. Do we keep it or throw it out? Keep it. Keep it. So we're stuck between what? D? And D. Is it D and B? B and boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh boy. What do we know about involuntary clients? They had a right to self-determination. Um, so basically what you can do is explore other options and give them those, those different options. I mean, you can't force it, but you also have to re report it to the court as well. So, <laughs> I don't know, because he's, um, involuntary. He is involuntary. Uh, but I would so first probably, um, explore those, explore those options with the client. Hmm. Anyone else? I, I would yeah, say, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Ooh, um, uh, go ahead, Ms. Sosa, then Taylor. <laughs> sure. no, um, I don't think since he is court ordered, like Marie said, um, I don't think, though, he has a lot of options because, once again, he is court ordered. So I would do what is my due diligence and contact the court. Okay. So, Char, I would say when you have an involuntary client, you would discuss the nature and extent of the situation. And because the client has the right to refuse um, services, you have to discuss with them the situation and what's going on and discuss with them other options for treatment with the client. So, I go yeah. with D. Yeah, I agree also. Um, because... Like you just said, you kind of want to discuss, hey, if you don't participate, I still have to report it to the court. So discussing those options. Okay. So let's see what it is. So I'm going to repeat this question again, and we're going to break it down. Oh, Shayla, did you go? I'm sorry. Shayla? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm okay. A social worker is assigned to work with an involuntary client. I'm highlighting that. Who has been court ordered to receive mental health treatment. The client has expressed strong opposition to therapy and has refused to participate in any treatment sessions. The social worker is faced with an ethical dilemma of balancing the client's autonomy and their duty to provide effective treatment. What should the social worker do first? A, discuss the ethical dilemma with a supervisor or colleague for guidance. So this answer choice right here, it's appropriate, but it wouldn't be the first step that we would take. So A would be out. Follow a report with the court indicating that the client is not compliant with treatment. This answer is also not appropriate as it does not reflect a client-centered approach. Um, it may not address the underlying reasons why they're resistant in the first place. Remember, if you have a court-ordered client, yes, you are, and you know, in that instance, you are obligated by the judge to just order. However, you also have to consider that you are trying to build rapport with this client at the same time. So involuntary clients are often gonna be resistant, especially if they're court ordered, that comes with the territory. But how do you meet them where they are? So C, continue to work with the client without acknowledging their resistance to treatment. This one will also be incorrect because the client 
does not it doesn't address the client's concern and may lead to further resistance and non-compliance. And then we have D, explore alternative options for treatment discussing with the client. This would be the correct answer as exploring alternatives and discussing them would promote engagement and collaboration in the treatment process. Okay. Does that kind of help when it comes to um, involuntary clients, making sure, yes, you do have to stay compliant, but making sure that you connect to them. Ms. Sosa, did that make sense for you too? Yes. Yes, it does, Cheryl. Thank you. You're welcome. She was like, I'm going to just lay down the law. <laughs> there was a similar question I remember seeing on my clinical exam. Um, two years ago that had to do with an involuntary client um, and them refusing to uh, come on board and me having to figure out, you know, what should I do for it? If it says involuntary, know that, yes, you do have an obligation to the court. They can refuse. If it has to do with documentation, they refuse to go through with the intake, just know that you just know that they refuse. They can refuse, but you still have an obligation to the court to turn whatever you have in so you don't get held in contempt. Because it's a judge's order, you have to comply. Okay? Do not let that trick you up on an exam. Any thoughts or questions? I'm putting the last, uh, the next question in the chat. Is this helpful to kind of talk through the answer choices. Let me know. Um, I'll change my tactics of how I'm um, going through these. Just want to make sure that I'm being thorough and going through these type of application questions. And I gave them specifically to you guys today, all first questions, because that's something that I noticed we struggle with. You guys are so quiet. Nothing? <laughs> I'm putting the next question in the chat. Was this tricky? Come on, y'all. I'm not no. talking to myself up here. No, it wasn't tricky. Uh, Maurice said, finally, not, not one that was the one tricky, Maurice. You know, I have to uh, mess with you when you're up yeah, here. It was, I mean, it was kind of, at first, it was kind of confusing where, because I was thinking B at first and I had to kind of think about it. Mm hmm. Um, I want to kind of, you want to kind of first always explore all the options. I got you. Well, thank you guys for being in here. I'm putting the next question in the chat as fast as I can. I can't wait to get my landing page up um, finally sometime next month. So I won't have to do this anymore. But uh, you can see the next question in the chat, you guys. I made shorthand the answers a little bit just because of time. Um, but we're going to try to squeeze at least another question after this if I have time. Okay. So if you want to, you can go ahead and read the next one in the chat. Just try to refrain from um, putting anything there while I put the last um, answer choices there as fast as I can go. Okay. Um, so keep in mind, I'll throw a little hint out there. This is about psychotherapy notes. 
Um, so this definitely is an ethical question. So if you know anything about psychotherapy notes, keep that in mind um, when looking at this ethics question. Okay. All right, I think I got it. All right, I think I got it. I may have misspelled something, but whatever. All right, let's go for the last one. And if I have time, I'll throw in a bonus. A social worker is working with a client in psychotherapy and has taken extensive notes to document the client's session. The social worker learns that the client has requested access to their psychotherapy notes. What should the social worker do first? A, provide the client with their psychotherapy notes. B, discuss the potential consequences of assessing their psychotherapy notes with the client. C, seek legal advice before releasing the psychotherapy notes. D, review the psychotherapy notes with a colleague or supervisor before releasing them. Oh, I see the chat is going with this. <laughs> this is interesting. All right. With that being said, let's look at A. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? What are we doing with the guys? Keep it. Okay. B, what are we doing with it? Keep it. Keep it. C, what are we doing with it? Throw it out. Throw it out. Okay. D? Throw it out. Throw it out. Okay, so we're stuck with what? Because I didn't cross them out. Um, A and B. A and B. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm still going to go through the whole thing just for um, learning purposes. A social worker is working with a client in psychotherapy and has taken extensive notes to document the client's session. The social worker learns that the client has requested access to their psychotherapy notes. What should the social worker do first? A, provide the client with their psychotherapy notes. B, discuss the potential consequences of assessing their psychotherapy notes with the client. C, seek legal advice before releasing the psychotherapy notes. D, review the psychotherapy notes with a colleague or supervisor before releasing them. Okay, so let's look at each choice we have, even though you guys picked A and B, um, and kind of go through it. First thing first, we would need to know psychotherapy notes and what they are. Of course, psychotherapy notes are your interpretation of the session. They are kept in a separate location from the client's record. They can be subpoenaed, of course, but remember they are your records, right? They are your interpretation of the session. They are separate from the client's record. So always note that, okay? So A, provide the client with their psychotherapy notes. Now, this answer is incorrect because social workers need to follow specific procedures before releasing psychotherapy notes to clients. B, discuss potential consequences of assessing their psychotherapy notes with the client. This is actually the right answer. It reflects a more client-centered approach and helps ensure informed consent and confidentiality. Now, the other piece here I want to add is what if there was harm, right? It doesn't say in here, <laughs> I hate what if question, but I'm throwing it in here anyway, because I've seen this on exams. With psychotherapy notes, sometimes 
or even just documentation in general, if it harms a client, do you still release them or not? No, you wouldn't release them and you'll document the reason why. Boom. Look at you, Maurice. Okay. Yes, you would not. You definitely would not. Sometimes in the answer choice, that's what they're looking for, especially if it says um, it'll harm the client. You never release them. You document, let the client know, and just documentation always beats conversation. Okay. Of course, you guys didn't pick C or D, but I'm still going to give you just the rationale. So seek legal advice before releasing the psychotherapy notes. Of course, this would be appropriate, but is not the first step that the social worker should take. Discussing the potential consequences with the client should be done first. D, review psychotherapy notes with a colleague or supervisor before releasing them. This is not appropriate because it doesn't involve the client in the decision-making process, y'all. And it may also comprise um, compromise confidentiality. Okay? Any questions about that one specifically? No. No? No. Since you guys have been so good, should I give y'all one more? Anybody in the chat? Should I give y'all one more? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I might be able to squeeze one more in. <laughs> Here a lot. <laughs> I hear people loan it. I'm going to try to give you guys one more as fast as I can go. Um before I get on out of here. Uh, okay. This one is going to be an assessment question. Okay. So see how you guys have been doing with that. DX means diagnose. So diagnosis. So just letting you guys know, I'm trying to um, short change it here. Sorry, you may hear my eight-year-old. <laughs> so I do apologize for that. So Right now, you have a social worker is working with a client who has a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, right? And I'm just going to put in the chat, they have um, manic episodes. Sorry, it's pretty loud outside. Manic episodes, having difficulty in managing. I'm just putting this in the question. It's going to look a little weird. Um, managing symptoms. I'm just going to put S. X, that means symptoms. What should you do? I'm just going to put first. I'm not even going to put the whole sentence. I'm just going to put first. And I will repeat the question again in its entirety, but just for sake of time, I'm just kind of shortchanging it a little bit. Okay. Um, so let me put the answers in there. Okay. I'm putting B in there. History. And while I'm putting these in here, I have a question for some of you guys. Are you guys seeing the little little notes that I leave for you guys in the um, announcements? I've been doing that all week. <laughs> I don't know if people have been seeing them. Some people have. But just to let you guys know, I've been really wanting to make sure that you guys stay motivated during the week. Um, so you'll see in the announcement section, um, every day I'm putting something in there to keep you guys motivated. Um, just because I don't see you guys every day, <laughs> talk to you guys every day. And I do think of you guys. So, uh, just know that I'm trying to find a way to stay connected to you. Um, even though we only talk once a week, unless you guys, um, call me for a consultation, 
But I'm, just to keep you guys motivated, we're all in different places in our life, and it's very easy to get distracted. Um, so just note those little notes that I leave in that announcement section. Um, and I do leave them there. I've been leaving them all week, every day. Um, just check, you know, check them and try to stay motivated, you know. So hopefully that's helpful. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if they're checking my messages, but um, I hope you guys are getting them. So if you don't know the message I'm talking about, um, it's a house now. So you should be able to see announcements there. I'll put announcements. But right now I'm just putting little motivational things, just to, thoughts to keep you guys motivated when I don't see you. Anyway, we're going to get back to what we're doing. The last question of night. Now I'm going to read this fully because it may be a little like there may be some words you're like, what is, what is this? It may be a little cut off, um, but I'm going to read it fully to you. And I'm going to take my time reading it because I had to short change the answer. Being as though I'm going to have to pop out of this room in like five minutes. <laughs> so here we go. A social worker is working with a client who has been diagnosed with bipolar and related disorder. The client has been experiencing manic episodes and has expressed difficulty in managing their symptoms. What should the social worker do first? Right? They have bipolar, manic, and they're having difficulty with their symptoms. Those are three things you need to remember. A, refer the client to a psychiatrist for medication management. B, discuss the client's history of manic episodes and triggers. C, develop a safety plan for the client. D, assess the client's current support system. All right. With OPA, Ms. Sosa gets popped off. <laughs> so with that being said, let's start with A, refer the client to a psychiatrist for medication manager. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? We keep it. Keep it. All right. B, discuss the client's history of manic episodes and triggers. Do we keep it or throw it out? You can keep it. Keep it for now. Yeah, you can keep it. Okay. C, develop a safety plan with the client. Throw it out. Throw it out. It doesn't indicate the client is, yeah. Okay, we can throw C out. All right. D, assess the client's current support system. Throw it out. So we're throwing C and D out. So we're stuck with A and B, correct? Yes. Okay, refer the client to a psychiatrist for medication management. Why would that be the answer? Usually because clients that are diagnosed with bipolar are are under medication. The majority of them yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. So usually there's either they're not taking their medication or maybe they something that has to do with their medica medication management. Maybe that's why I would refer out. But then also kind of no, assess. Also, um, the man is having manic episodes, so he probably need to be hospitalized. Okay. So let's talk this through. There are a couple of things I want to point out to you guys. Um, this is the first question, right? It's an application question. The other piece here is that there are a couple of things you need to know. It's a diagnostic question based on bipolar. There are three. <laughs> disorders in the bipolar and related section. Bipolar 1, bipolar 2, psychothymic disorder. There are 
three building blocks to a disorder. What are they? I know one of them is the frequency. How long it's been going on? Building blocks. Building oh. blocks. <laughs> building blocks of a mood disorder. Hypomanic. Manic. Oh, depressive. Those are the three. Okay. Bipolar one. Manic. Depressive. Bipolar two. Hypomanic. Depressive. Psychothymic disorder is more mood related. Okay, so effective treatment, you would need to know here. You would also need to know not only effective treatment, but the classic symptom. Also, which one is this? This is bipolar one. Yeah. Have, because they're uh, only talking about manic symptoms. I don't know if you guys remember what I told you guys about bipolar one. Bipolar one is like the, the worst one. You probably hospitalized. Big bad. So what we'll say is that bipolar one is very, very high risk compared to bipolar two. Bipolar two, usually people will have an episode, but by the DSM-5 standards, they don't have any impairment in interpersonal occupational functioning. They could still go about there, have an episode, and they cool. Bipolar one, you're in trouble. Usually they become unstable really fast, usually have to be hospitalized. Okay, so let's look at the answer choices. A, refer the client to a psychiatrist for medication management. Now, this is the first question. It would not be the first choice. B, discuss the client's history of manic episodes and triggers. This may be appropriate, but it also wouldn't be the first. C, develop a safety plan with the client. This would actually be the correct answers. Why? Exactly for the things I just mentioned regarding bipolar one. So we need to address any immediate concerns, their manic episodes, and promote their safety and well-being. Bipolar one is nothing to mess with. They decomp really, really fast. D, assess the client's current support system. That may be appropriate, but again, it would not be the first thing we should do. Safety plans should be done immediately to assess their current functioning and to see if any higher level of care is needed. Okay, now it's just going to the chat, people. <laughs> I got it now. Tiff, you got it? <laughs> yeah, I got it now also. I feel like all the answers are appropriate, but you just went and do A first. You would yeah. Do yeah. Yes, that, that is true. Sorry, my eight-year-old, he's like, poking me, but I, that is very, very true. One of the things I just want to hone in before I leave, because I got to get ready for a session. Um, when it comes to diagnostic questions, people, remember what I said. You want to make sure that you know a factor treatment. You want to know what it looks like, not just the definition of it, and be able to apply it to the question. Application questions are all about being able to not only understand the definition, but you got to know what it looks like. Okay. So with that being said, you guys know where to find me during the week. Have a good rest of the week. Um, if you're interested in boot camp, definitely feel free to contact me. Um, I'll check my social media in a little while, but I'll be in session until about nine. But with that, have a good rest of your week and you guys know where to find me if you need me. Take care and look for those inspirational messages, y'all. I try to leave them where I can. <laughs> Bye. And this episode will be up soon.